If your happy ending is no more joint pain, please try Sierra Sil with a money-back guarantee. It's all-natural joint pain relief that's changed our lives. Sierra, like the mountains, and Sil, like silicon. Go to sierrasil.com. Use the code DRIFT for 10% off. Hello, I'm Erin, and welcome to Drift. This podcast is a collection of stories designed to put you to sleep. Some you may know from your own childhood or you are a child listening. Thank you so much. And there are some here that may be new to you, but I'm pretty sure that everyone is familiar with a certain little bear named Winnie the Pooh. Thanks to the copyright on this favorite and beloved collection of stories having come to an end, I am able to share the tales written by A.A. Milne about a bear whose name was short for Winnipeg a black bear that Mr. Milne had first met at the London Zoo, who had been the mascot for the Winnipeg Manitoba Regiment of the Canadian Army. There are so many stories, and because they are so perfectly and beautifully written, I will share them with you here on Drift, word for word, as they were penned over a century ago. Now this is the first time I've done this here, having dared to rewrite or edit authors from F. Scott Fitzgerald to the Brothers Grimm to Oscar Wilde. But A.A. Milne, I shall not alter in any way. Perfectly poo, you might say. Before we get into the introduction and first chapter of Winnie the Pooh, though, we'll take a moment to mention that Drift is made possible by Envy Pillow. I first found Envy Pillow several years ago when I was suffering stress neck pain. Envy Pillow is certified organic, infused with antimicrobial and collagen boosting copper. And if you don't love your Envy Pillow, which you can get at 10% off using the code word DRIFT, not only will you get your money back, but they will donate your pillow to a shelter. Just perfect. Learn more in the morning at Envy Pillow. That's E N V Y Pillow.com and sleep with the best. Let's begin here as we like to do before we get to poo with a few moments of relaxation. Wherever you are, whether you're in bed or a chair, maybe a chaise lounge somewhere or chaise long if you prefer, perhaps you're traveling and just need that little nudge to take your mind off everything. Well, thank you for being here. We'll start with a deep breath in and out. And as we do it this time, feel the breath entering your lungs through your nostrils or your mouth. Feel that life-giving air as you breathe in and out. Now, I'm going to ask you to let your body feel heavy wherever you are. Lower your shoulders and let your head feel heavy too on your pillow or headrest. And now that your shoulders are doing just a bit less of the heavy work, allow your arms and hands to just be limp. 
take another deep breath in now and let that life go right down to your feet and if you're able just swivel your ankles a bit and then let them rest now your calves and your thighs let them feel heavy your backside your back around to your belly and with one last deep breath in your chest full and now out your whole torso and shoulders and neck are relaxed and if you would as you close your eyes and relax your face and your eyebrows and your mouth think these words I am safe I am loved I am at peace and if you're ready let's drift here's the introduction as written by mr. Milne and here we go if you happen to have read another book about Christopher Robin you may remember that he once had a swan or the swan had Christopher Robin I don't know which and that he used to call this swan Pooh. that was a long time ago and when we said goodbye we took the name with us as we didn't think the swan would want it any more well when Edward bear said that he would like an exciting name all to himself Christopher Robin said at once without stopping to think that he was Winnie the Pooh and so he was so as I have explained the Pooh part I will now explain the rest of it you can't be in London for long without going to the zoo there are some people who begin the zoo at the beginning called way in and walk as quickly as they can past every cage until they get to the one called way out but the nicest people go straight to the animal they love the most and stay there so when Christopher Robin goes to the zoo he goes to where the polar bears are and he whispers something to the third keeper from the left and the doors are unlocked and we wander through dark passages and up steep stairs until at last we come to the special cage and the cage is opened and out trots something brown and furry and with a happy cry of oh bear Christopher Robin rushes into its arms now this bear's name is Winnie which shows what a good name for bears it is but the funny thing is that we can't remember whether Winnie is called after Pooh or Pooh after Winnie we did know once but we have forgotten I had written as far as this when Piglet looked up and said in his squeaky voice what about me my dear Piglet I said the whole book is about you so it is about Pooh he squeaked you see what it is he is jealous because he thinks Pooh is having a grand introduction all to himself Pooh is the favorite of course 
there's no denying it. But Piglet comes in for a good many things which Pooh misses, because you can't take Pooh to school without everybody knowing it. But Piglet is so small that he slips into a pocket where it is very comforting to feel him when you're not quite sure whether twice seven is twelve or twenty-two. Sometimes he slips out and has a good look at the ink pot. And in this way, he has got more education than Pooh. But Pooh doesn't mind. Some have brains, and some haven't, he says. And there it is. And now all the others are saying, what about us? So perhaps the best thing to do is to stop writing introductions and get on with the book. Chapter 1 In which we are introduced to Winnie the Pooh and some bees and the stories begin. Here is Edward Bear coming downstairs now, bump, 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 on the back of his head behind Christopher Robin. It is, as far as he knows, the only way of coming downstairs. But sometimes he feels that there really is another way. If only he could stop bumping for a moment and think of it. And then he feels that perhaps there isn't. Anyhow, here he is at the bottom and ready to be introduced to you. Winnie the Pooh When I first heard his name, I said, just as you are going to say, but I thought he was a boy. So did I, said Christopher Robin. Then you can't call him Winnie? I don't. But you said, he's Winnie their Pooh. Don't you know what there means? Ah, yes, now I do, I said quickly, and I hope you do too, because it is all the explanation you are going to get. Sometimes Winnie the Pooh likes a game of some sort when he comes downstairs, and sometimes he likes to sit quietly in front of the fire and listen to a story. This evening, what about a story, said Christopher Robin. What about a story, I said. Could you very sweetly tell Winnie the Pooh one? I suppose I could, I said. What sort of stories does he like? Oh, about himself, because he's that sort of bear. Oh, I see. So could you, very sweetly? I'll try, I said. So I tried. Once upon a time, a very long time ago now, about last Friday, Winnie the Pooh lived in a forest all by himself under the name of Sanders. What does under the name mean? asked Christopher Robin. It means he had the name over the door in gold letters and lived under it. Winnie the Pooh wasn't quite sure, said Christopher Robin. Now I am, said a growly voice. Then I will go on, said I. One day when he was out walking, he came to an open place in the middle of the forest, and in the middle of this place was a large oak tree, and from the top of the tree there came a loud buzzing noise. 
Winnie the Pooh sat down at the foot of the tree, put his head between his paws, and began to think. First of all, he said to himself, That buzzing noise means something. You don't get a buzzing noise like that, just buzzing and buzzing, without it meaning something. If there is a buzzing noise, somebody's making a buzzing noise. And the only reason for making a buzzing noise that I know of is because you're a bee. Then he thought another long time and said, and the only reason for being a bee that I know of is making honey. And then he got up and said, and the only reason for making honey is so I can eat it. So he began to climb the tree. He climbed and he climbed and he climbed, and as he climbed, he sang a little song to himself. It went like this. Isn't it funny how a bear likes honey? Buzz, buzz, buzz. I wonder why he does. Then he climbed a little further, and a little further, and then just a little further. By that time, he had thought of another song. It is a very funny thought that if bears were bees, they'd build their nests at the bottom of trees. And that being so, if the bees were bears, we shouldn't have to climb up all these stairs. He was getting rather tired by this time, so that is why he sang a complaining song. He was nearly there now, and if he just stood on that branch, crack. Oh, help, said Pooh, as he dropped ten feet on the branch below him. If only I hadn't, he said as he bounced twenty feet on to the next branch. You see, what I meant to do, he explained, as he turned head over heels and crashed on to another branch thirty feet below. What I meant to do, of course it was rather, he admitted, as he slithered very quickly through the next six branches. It all comes, I suppose, he decided, as he said goodbye to the last branch, spun round three times, and flew gracefully into a gorse bush. It all comes of liking honey so much. Oh, help! He crawled out of the gorse bush, brushed the prickles from his nose, and began to think again. And the first person he thought of was Christopher Robin. Was that me? said Christopher Robin in a voice filled with awe, hardly daring to believe it. That was you. Christopher Robin said nothing, but his eyes got larger and larger, and his face got pinker and pinker. So Winnie the Pooh went round to his friend Christopher Robin, who lived behind a green door in another part of the forest. Good morning, Christopher Robin, he said. Good morning, Winnie the Pooh, said you. I wonder if you've got such a thing as a balloon about you. 
A balloon? Yes, I just said to myself, coming along, I wonder if Christopher Robin has such a thing as a balloon about him. I just said it to myself, thinking of balloons and wondering. What do you want a balloon for? you said. Winnie the Pooh looked round to see that nobody was listening, put his paw to his mouth, and said in a deep whisper, Honey. But you don't get honey with balloons. I do, said Pooh. Well, it just happened that you had been to a party the day before at the house of your friend Piglet, and you had balloons at the party. You had a big green balloon, and one of Rabbit's relations had a big blue one and had left it behind, being really too young to go to a party and all. And so you had brought the green one and the blue one home with you. Which one would you like? you asked Pooh. He put his head between his paws and thought very carefully. It's like this, he said. When you go after honey with a balloon, the great thing is not to let the bees know you're coming. Now, if you have a green balloon, they might think you were only part of the tree and not notice you. And if you have a blue balloon, they might think you were only part of the sky and not notice you. And the question is, which is most likely? Wouldn't they notice you underneath the balloon? You asked. They might or they might not, said Winnie the Pooh. You can never tell with bees. He thought for a moment and said, I shall try to look like a small black cloud. That will deceive them. Then you'd better have the blue balloon, you said. And so it was decided. Well, you both went out with the blue balloon, and you took your gun with you, just in case, as you always did. And Winnie the Pooh went to a very muddy place that he knew of, and rolled and rolled until he was black all over. And then, when the balloon was blown up as big as big, and you and Pooh were both holding on to the string, you let go suddenly, and Pooh Bear floated gracefully up into the sky and stayed there, level with the top of the tree and about twenty feet away from it. Hooray, you shouted. Isn't that fine? shouted Winnie the Pooh down to you. What do I look like? You look like a bear holding on to a balloon, you said. Not, said Pooh anxiously, not like a small black cloud in a blue sky? Not very much. Ah, oh, well, perhaps from up here it looks different. And as I say, you never can tell with bees. There was no wind to blow him nearer to the tree, so there he stayed. He could see the honey. He could smell the honey, but he couldn't quite reach the honey. After a little while, he called down to you. 
Christopher Robin, he said in a loud whisper. Hello? I think the bee suspects something. What sort of thing? I don't know, but something tells me they're suspicious. Perhaps they think that you're after their honey. It may be that. You never can tell with bees. There was another little silence, and then he called down to you again. Christopher Robin? Yes? Have you an umbrella in your house? I think so. I wish you would bring it out here and walk up and down with it and look up at me every now and then and say, Tut, tut, it looks like rain. I think if you did that, it would help the deception which we are practicing on these bees. Well, you laughed to yourself, silly old bear. But you didn't say it aloud, because you were so fond of him. And you went home for your umbrella. Oh, there you are, called down Winnie the Pooh, as soon as you got back to the tree. I was beginning to get anxious. I have discovered that the bees are now definitely suspicious. Shall I put my umbrella up? you asked. Yes, but wait a moment. We must be practical. The important bee to deceive is the queen bee. Can you see which is the queen bee from down there? No. A pity. Well, now, if you walk up and down with your umbrella saying, Tut, tut, it looks like rain. I shall do what I can by singing a little cloud song, such as a cloud might sing. Go. So, while you walked up and down and wondered if it would rain, Winnie the Pooh sang this song. How sweet to be a cloud floating in the blue. Every little cloud always sings aloud. How sweet to be a cloud floating in the blue. It makes him very proud to be a little cloud. The bees were still buzzing as suspiciously as ever. Some of them, indeed, left their nests and flew all round the cloud as it began the second verse of this song. And one bee sat down on the nose of the cloud for a moment, and then got up again. Christopher, ow, Robin, called out the cloud. Yes, I have just been thinking, and I have come to a very important decision. These are the wrong sort of bees. Are they? Quite the wrong sort. So I should think they would make the wrong sort of honey. Shouldn't you? Would they? Yes, so I think I shall come down. How? asked you. Winnie the Pooh hadn't thought about this. But if he let go of the string... He would fall, bump, and he didn't like the idea of that. So he thought for a long time, and then he said, 
Christopher Robin, you must shoot the balloon with your gun. Have you got your gun? Of course I have, you said. But if I do that, it will spoil the balloon, you said. But if you don't, said Pooh, I shall have to let go, and that would spoil me. When he put it like this, you saw how it was, and you aimed very carefully at the balloon and fired. Ow, said Pooh. Did I miss? you asked. You didn't exactly miss, said Pooh, but you missed the balloon. I'm so sorry, you said, and you fired again, and this time you hit the balloon, and the air came out slowly. And Winnie the Pooh floated down to the ground. But his arms were so stiff from holding on to the string of the balloon all that time that they stayed up straight in the air for more than a week. And whenever a fly came and settled on his nose, he had to blow it off. And I think, but I am not sure, that that is why he was always called Pooh. Is that the end of the story? asked Christopher Robin. That's the end of that one. There are others. About Pooh and me? And Piglet and Rabbit and all of you. Don't you remember? I, I do remember. And then when I try to remember, I forget. That day when Pooh and Piglet tried to catch the heffalump? They didn't catch it, did they? No. Pooh couldn't, because he hasn't any brain. Did I catch it? Well, that comes into the story. Christopher Robin nodded. I do remember, he said. Only Pooh doesn't very well. So that's why he likes having it told to him again. Because then it's a real story, and not just a remembering. That's just how I feel. I said. Christopher Robin gave a deep sigh, picked his bear up by the leg, and walked off to the door, trailing Pooh behind him. At the door he turned and said, Coming to see me have my bath? I might, I said. I didn't hurt him when I shot him, did I? Not a bit. He nodded and went out, and in a moment, I heard Winnie the Pooh, bump, 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 going up the stairs behind him. And with that, we end Chapter 1 of Winnie the Pooh Introduction, where we meet Winnie and some bees, and the stories begin. I hope you'll come back for more of these wonderful tales by A.A. A. Milne, and I wish you a good night and honey sweet dreams. <laughs> <laughs>